0: Danielle Folk. I'm a wife, mother, sister, daughter, as well as a steward to a 186-year-old farmhouse. I've returned with my family to the country and have found value in the stories of the lives that came before us in this old house. And because of their story and the experiences out here in the middle, I now have a better sense of the value in a life that seeks a meaningful story and who is willing to be shaped by it. Want to become rooted in living your best life? Well, hop in the car, lace up those shoes, start that load of laundry, do whatever it is you need to do, and get ready for a quick trip into the country where I'll share stories of homesteading life and restoration. Together, we'll dig into topics that will lead you to reflect, rethink, and become more rooted in who you are today. Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Grounded in the Middle. I'm your host, Danielle Folk, and I am joined today on the front porch. Okay, not really. We're in the office, but we're in the homestead. And I am joined with my husband, Aaron Folk, who was on a few weeks ago and is back to just have an open discussion. So how did you feel after the podcast you did the last time?
1: No, it was good. Uh, It was uh, a lot more intimidating than it probably needed to be. I think afterwards, I felt much better about it than I did going into it. So, you're a great host. Oh, thanks. Make it off. Oh, thanks. You know what's
0: intimidating is when you sit alone doing it. It makes you think you're weird. (laughs)
1: <laughs> there's still money to talk back to you yes
0: because see when this started I found comfort I literally started the podcast after you had said encouraged me to do it and I, this was a free thing for me to try because I have a history of kind of starting some like little business ventures or ideas and I spend money on them and then I kind of quit them I lose interest. And so I thought, okay, the podcast, I'm gonna do it totally free. I've got a computer. I'm not even gonna buy a mic. And so I recorded that first episode in the basement because let's be honest, um, it's got lower ceilings, so it was better for acoustics. Um, and I would like nobody could see or hear me. Like I was it's hiding probably so
1: for the best.
0: I was hiding. The guys, scary. I've got <laughs> no, I cleaned it up and I made it like this fun space. Um but it was a place that i guess you could say i laid some roots because now we're in the top floor of the house but
1: apparently you thought it was scary too. but
0: i don't know that anyone knows this but for the first year or so i would sit down and type out word for word everything i was going to say and if i didn't read it correctly Then I would start over all over again because I didn't want to have to do a lot of editing. And eventually I learned how to do editing because you can't read perfectly all the time. And I was so worried about it being perfect. So the fact that you're on here kind of coming in without an outline for conversation, I can relate to how you feel because... I went from writing like two and three pages of conversation to have by myself in a cold basement to getting to talk to you and to others. And that's really fun. But I understand the weirdness and the awkwardness.
1: So what are we going to talk about today?
0: But you you don't Uh like surprises, do you? I'm a huge fan. No, you're not a huge fan. Um, Which is kind of funny that like we go together. We're like peanut butter and jelly. We're like, we're like, can I be the peanut butter? We're like Nutella and peanut butter.
1: As Lannan says, it's a uh-huh. peanut butter, a Reese's sandwich. It's
0: a Reese's sandwich, but you got to put it in the freezer. So let's talk about some cool news out here in the middle. So I think listeners, if you kind of tuned out, come back. Um, so out here in the middle, just about 15 minutes away, it's like 12 if you're going quickly, We've got Miami University that's not far from us, and Miami University sits in Oxford, Ohio. And it's kind of cool because the past month or so, they have been, they, there have been uh, some people here shooting a movie, and it's called Alarum, right? Alarum, A-L-A-R-U-M. It means like, what do we say? Like alarm, warning, You've well,
1: done a lot more research than I have.
0: Okay, so here's the deal. Houston Woods, and you guys can look this up. Um, Houston Woods is not far, it's within Oxford. They were shooting some of the movie in Houston Woods. They did like a fake plane crash. They had a big old boat on in the Houston. What do you call it? Do they call it a lake? Houston Woods. I don't know. It's not it huge. I don't think it is. We're still new around here. I've never heard it called Houston Lake. So like they've been out in Houston woods. All these people have kind of been hidden because they were able to keep people at bay. And it wasn't until a gal had gone horseback riding with her daughter uh, that she was visiting at Miami that they discovered this this fake plane crash on one of the trails. And uh, that's when kind of it hit the news. And then they actually shared details about when they were going to be filming. So this all happened last week. And for a mama who doesn't get, you know, Hollywood has been here before in the area. Again, we live outside of it, but George Clooney was here last time and I wasn't.
1: (laughs) It's probably for the best.
0: Well, from what we heard from my brother-in-law is like, they really kept people away. And wouldn't you know, This past week, um, I had the availability and I got to go up with my sister and watch them film this movie who stars Sylvester Stallone. And I had no idea until a friend told me on Facebook, there's this video of the producer and this other guy. And they came over to the crowd, which really wasn't all that big. And they were super nice and super respectful when they filmed. Um, They came over to say hi. And I thought, wow, they're just these nice guys, right? Well, one of them was Scott Eastwood, Clint Eastwood's son. So if you want to see the video of them, it's on my Facebook page, Farmhouse Storyteller. And that's on Facebook um, or on Instagram. But what was really cool is we stayed late and the crowd got super small. We got to see all the stunt doubles and aren't they called stuntmen? Yes. See, I'm not like a big movie fan and I'm not like a fangirl, but we like to see them and like their fast cars and their fake guns and, and we got to see an explosion. So
1: it was super cool. Yeah.
0: You didn't get to
1: go. No. No. No.
0: Would you it have wanted? Right,
1: no, I was completely fine staying home. So,
0: we, my sister and I had been up there in town for a little bit. Like, I met her for lunch, and my brother in law and my nephew for a lunch break. And so, we started to watch them kind of shut down the area and start to turn some of the buildings to look like, you know, this Polish area. And, um, anyways, and then, yeah, she messaged me at dinner time and said, Do you want to go and and I left. I ran away <laughs> and we stayed for the explosion and it was super cool. And it got to be, uh, my video got to be on some of the local news channels, which was kind of fun. So other people could see it. I think it's fun. Yeah, I think
1: it's good. I think it, I think it builds hype for the movie. I think it's good. It kind of brings uh, the community together to have something, an attraction like that. Yeah. You know, people. a
0: lot of the college students, we, I'll be honest I don't know if you would realize this or not, sweetheart, but those college kids, when I'm next to them, I look old. I don't look young anymore. (laughs) And they looked at us like, what are these oldies doing up here on the sidewalk? Like you're lame. But like, we have kids with us. Oh, and it was warm. It was like 60 some degrees out. Yeah. So yeah, we were two moms without our babies. It was warm out and there's something to see Hollywood's in town. So it was, it was really, really fun. And we're girl's night out. Yeah, it was a girl's night out and it didn't cost any money or I'm looking forward to seeing the movie. Do you remember what the movie is about? Do you want to share?
1: I have no idea.
0: So I guess it's something like they're two like CIA agents, CIA agents are on their honeymoon and they're in the, like, staying in a log cabin in the woods. I don't know. They're discovered and so it's Sylvester Stallone, which, by the way, I've never seen Rocky all the way through. I'm not a Sil- I'm not a Sylvester fan. They call him Sly. I kept hearing like, "Have you seen Sly?" I'm like, "No, I'm just here for them to say, roll camera, action." That's what I want to see. But to tell you the truth, we were up there from let's see, about seven to eleven fifteen. They they filmed the same scene for three hours. Then they took a break. And then we finally got the boom boom. But once they did it one time, we were out of there. Because guess what they were gonna do? They were gonna set it all up again for the explosion and we're and do it again, which they did till about one o'clock. So is what I heard. But anyway, so a new movie coming out. We don't know when, but maybe you can hop on your your Google and look it up. So yeah. yeah. So head over to um to wherever you follow if you don't farmhouse storyteller i got some really really fun video of them filming so and if you're a sly fan um i don't have any video of him but i do have scott eastwood so um yeah so the movie was exciting um you know something fun happened here the other night i woke up to aaron jumping out of the bed this is in the middle of the night The last time that we did this, a car caught fire and the woods caught fire. So like we're, I would say that when we hear noises, we're a little more alert. There's a little like PTSD there when we hear things, rain cameras, sirens, whatever. Um, Yeah, it's like a fire drill. And so there was this really loud beeping and, and I don't know what we look like. If there was a camera in our bedroom, when stuff like this happens, I feel like we just like go in circles. And we're just hurrying and racing and stumbling around. But do you want to tell them what we found that was beeping?
1: Uh, Yeah, it was the smoke detector that had been taken outside and sat on the cabinet uh, on the back porch. Uh, What woke me up was the beeping sound that I thought was the alarm. And I thought somebody had broken into the garage. And then I went to the alarm and realized it wasn't the alarm. And then we stumbled around the house half awake trying to figure out where the sound was coming from. Yeah. And we eventually opened up the back door to realize that it was coming from outside.
0: Yeah. Somebody didn't put their things away.
1: Uh, Yeah. So the last time hamburgers were made, they had to be made in the house because there was an issue with the smoker. So uh, the smoke detector got taken outside and forgotten. And yeah, it was super foggy and damp this morning, and so
0: it what like we had they said zero visibility, and so it obviously thought it was either I was obviously it was wet from the fog, but it thought there was a fire,
1: and it would not stop ringing. And, and so the was... fact
0: it was outside, it went through three brick deep walls. I mean, it got us up. So I find that one, it's reassuring. <laughs> you know yes. we have really good detectors thanks dad two they're still working after six years or so um
1: yeah so this is one of the field detectors that you cannot service uh they're supposed to last 10 years uh but you serviced it this unit that would not uh (laughs) would not stop ringing um Met its demise. Met its demise. I took a three-time little garden cultivator to it uh, and stabbed the speaker until it just stopped making noise because I couldn't get it to stop.
0: Yeah, I had gone back in the house like, you know what? You didn't put your stuff away. I'm going back to bed. Like, I've already been put out because people have not been picking up their things around the house. And I was feeling a little bit like a Karen and I just left him outside. Well, I hear this racket and I think that he's got an ax. So I asked him when he came back into the house and into the bedroom, I said, what'd you do? Use an ax, you know, on it? No, of course. One, that wouldn't have been safe. He did not have his eyeglasses on. Um, But you know what? Everyone is getting into my garden tools now. Did you hang it back up? I did. Okay. Everyone uses the garden tools, but nobody uses them to garden.
1: I was this close to throwing it in the pond.
0: Oh, I was going to suggest to you that if you couldn't get to stop, just put it in the pond, let the fish deal with it. (laughs) It probably still would have worked.
1: Yeah, probably would have.
0: I haven't seen the muskrat, but you might have (laughs) gotten her to come out of her little (laughs) hole. Yeah, maybe. So kind of this week, I'm kind of wondering how you do a good job when I'm not around when it comes to the kids. Like I would say that you might be an exception to the rule when it comes to dads and well, husbands do because you've been really patient with me lately. Um, But I feel like you don't really need me to guide you or prep you for being out of town. And that's about to happen. The country mouse is Headed to Washington D.C.
1: to the big city.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really sure how I feel about it yet. Uh, I've always wanted to go to D.C. I would love to do some sightseeing, and this is for a conference, so that's not really going to happen. I- I'm guessing. I haven't put a. I have a plane ticket. I have a hotel room now. I have to figure out with my colleague how I'm going to get to the hotel. And once I'm there, I'm okay. But I have to say, like, I'm kind of nervous about it.
1: You're counting on your colleague to be the mother of this trip, is what you're saying? Yes. She's got to plan all the transportation to make sure that you all get. Okay. look,
0: When I said, do we have to take like a subway or something to get to the hotel? You know, they said, oh, you can take a lift. I said, I don't, I've never done that before. I don't have Uber or Lyft on my phone. <laughs> like we still don't order anything to be delivered to our house other than Amazon. Like we don't get food. Like I don't do this stuff. I certainly don't ride with strangers.
1: Can't be any worse than our honeymoon.
0: That was a taxi. (laughs) That was a taxi, and
1: in a foreign country.
0: Oh, that taxi! (laughs) I thought you were talking about when we landed in Miami, and we were trying to get over to the ship. Yeah, and the the taxi driver was flying over that bridge. With that the trunk open. The trunk was open with our luggage. It's a
1: wonder we had luggage when we got there.
0: Yeah. Oh, so that was that taxi. But you're talking about the taxi when we got off the boat in the Bahamas. And um, was it about six of us that were in that little thing? Yeah. And he just dumped us off. He dropped us off. He, like we, we drove for a little while and he opened up the door and said, see you in a bit. Yeah. Yeah so okay so that's uh, that could be thanks for helping me work through this anxiety i have about how do i get i like to have my own wheels what if i need to go to walgreens it's a real thing what like i need wheels to go places and i don't like to use the app the google walking like you put in how to get there by foot i've used that once and that was last week throw me in dc and i'm staring at my phone I'm gonna I'm gonna get mugged or something. Not that I think that of people in Washington, but like
1: that's that's your situational situational awareness. I'm
0: just gonna stay going in the, in the hotel. I'm gonna stay in the hotel. But can I tell you about the hotel? It's haunted. I it might just be that one suite, but it is haunted. And this hotel's super cool because the Beatles, when they played their first concert, they stayed at this hotel. They've had inaugural balls. They've had like Liverachi. like. I don't really
1: know. Liberace.
0: (laughs) I said liver.
1: (laughs) I'm sure the microphone didn't pick it up.
0: Liberace. Anyways, since I have this fun, like, love of history, I'm kind of excited because I have some, like, walls down there of all the cool history over time. So, the idea is, is that maybe I could do a podcast down there. Maybe I could hook my colleague into doing the podcast with me. And we could talk. She may be like, this girl is crazy. She may get like her seat reassigned on the way back. <laughs> like She doesn't want to sit by me because she's had so what enough. What you're
1: saying is I'm going to pay her to make sure that you make it back. <laughs> yeah, maybe.
0: I don't know. She's super, super sweet. So I'm looking forward to having a good time. Now, the one thing I will say, and again... I imagine like, we're just going to eat. I don't know. Like, I don't know what any of this looks like. And I'm just going to show up and figure it out. I've learned that that's an okay way to do things sometimes. I'm not sure if that's a great way to do it by myself, but I'll have a friend. Um, I'd love to go to the wall and um, those who served in Vietnam because the Weir family that lived here in our home, they had a boy named Johnny Weir and uh, a family member, and he went for gosh, was it maybe six months or maybe it could have been just a few months, and he passed away. And Johnny, literally, just last week, his name is mentioned. I mean, nobody has forgotten him. He has always spoken about. Anyways, I'd like to go uh, see his name on the wall, if that were to work out, but I'm assuming it's just going to be dark and I'm not going to get to. So um, I'm kind of wondering too, when the cherry blossom trees come out. So I don't know, but country mouse is going to DC. I'm leaving this week and I don't get home till the end of the week. That's a long time to be away. So let's go back to you. I feel like you're the exception. How do you feel? Because I've been a stay at home mom until this past September. How do you feel about me having a job now? leaving like this is a different dynamic for us it's one more thing to juggle or you're like i got this
1: like, yeah i mean i know I, I know you have i'm it. excited that you get to go experience dc and have fun and get to travel around and see some sites and hopefully have some fun um yeah uh you know what? it's I really the cute. kids are probably scared to death
0: no they're not
1: home a week with dad <laughs> When they when you come back, they're going to run to you. <laughs> like boot camp has been miserable. I'm just
0: hoping, unlike the smoke detector, that when I come back home, that the house is kind of picked up. Look, I don't, you have well, to agree have with to this. We do. And I, you, you have to agree that I like a house that's kind of picked up. It doesn't have to be immaculate as long as it's picked up. You know, vacuum a few times a week. Like, let's just try our best.
1: I think your expectations are much higher than you realize
0: they're not it's called take out the garbage and put dishes away and do laundry and put it away although i'm not very good at that i ain't doing laundry shoot that was gonna lead me to somewhere else and now i have forgotten
1: well you didn't give me an agenda here so i don't know where you were headed with any
0: of it. <laughs> why are you laughing i have a post-it note on my desk here and i've got three things written down Oh, we didn't talk about yoga. Oh,
1: I thought we were going to skip that.
0: Oh, no. See, okay, I have, a, I have a little post-it note. It says movie, yoga, DC, and then Brittany Ford. We'll talk about her. Yoga. So country mouse is doing something uncomfortable. And folks, I don't know about you, but the older I get, the harder it is to kind of like do new things or feel like you have that ability to do new things or try things. What is something that you did today that was outside of your
1: comfort zone, Aaron? I walked into a yoga studio today. Hey, it was special yoga. If it was true yoga, there was probably no way you were going to get me in there. Special. It
0: was special. Yes. It was sound bath. And I've taken a sound bath class before. Now this is at the studio in town. She used to live out where we live. She grew up here. And during COVID, I just so happened to find her on Facebook and had asked her if she would do yoga classes here on our property as a way for us to get out of our houses and kind of get together, but be outside. And so from there, there a lot of,
1: I mean, you brought a lot of people in the community together at the house to do that. I mean, it wasn't just well, her and you. No,
0: it was, yeah, it was meant for neighbors, like for anybody who wanted to come out in our area. And so anyway, she ended up opening up her own studio here as she has done before, um, you know, in Florida and she taught out in California. She's amazing. And so she has a studio that I was going to last year and uh, yeah, so I invited Aaron to come along. And do sound bath, which if you're not familiar, there's like these really cool, large, like, well, there's large bowls and I'm sure they have like a technical name to them, but it's just, it is literally, you are laying there being bathed in these cool sounds
1: yeah, what I mean, it, it, it? well, so this is the second time you went, so you went, what, it's probably been six, yeah. nine months ago, something like that. And you came home and just had amazing things to say about the experience and how calming it was. And, and so we've even looked up like at night, um, oh. down bath like stations on Spotify and yeah. stuff like that. And I uh, recommend
0: doing that because it does, it's incredible.
1: Yeah. Super calming. And so I was all for it. Um, so we went today and it was honestly an amazing experience. It is, uh, you basically get to lay down. I mean, there is no physical exertion, uh, at all. You just get to sit there and relax and,
0: and your body as Danielle
1: is- said, get, get washed and sound. And, and, uh, there's everything from, um, uh, drums to gongs to chimes the the instrument that danielle is talking about i I don't know what it's called either but the best way to describe it is it's almost like take a wet finger on a wine glass and it creates this like oh sure tone when you run your finger across the top of it it's a very similar type thing um but the amount of sound that these instruments produce is overwhelming.
0: I felt it on my foot.
1: It was amazing.
0: Is that a gong? Like what is that? I don't know. What do
1: you call those? I'll, I'll look it up. While okay.
0: You're... So, so I could feel it on like my <laughs> like my toes, like the vibration of it. And it's not that it was overpowering or anything that it was like uncomfortable, like for my ears. But it was crazy. Um, Aaron had some additional sounds. Um, today while he was experiencing his first sound bath,
1: it's called a frosted quartz crystal singing bowl.
0: Oh yeah, they do sing.
1: I don't, I don't. it's hey, cool. I how much get, is it? I don't know. Three I could,
0: hours. I could learn how to play. That's a lot of money for those instruments. Then Aaron had to wake me up twice. I was in the back corner snoring.
1: <laughs> yes, I yes, yes, yes. I was laying next to Danielle in a deep and end no, state. Like we had and a I hole between us. Snoring coming. So he
0: corner. had to like crawl over to wake me up. How did you wake me? I was out.
1: You had a blanket on top of I you. I did. And I started tugging on the blanket. You reached me. I was crawling. I was army crawling across the floor. While well, this entire room of this people is half asleep. And this instructor is looking at me like I'm crazy.
0: Good thing we were in the back.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But he woke me up twice. So the second time he woke me up, I kept like almost falling back asleep. And I thought, well, I'm just going to stay awake. And so I watched her play for a little bit. And like some of it, she would like go down and, and uh, strike each, I don't even know what you call it. It's not a bell. It's like a bar, but it's hanging. And so it's free floating all of these little bars and she goes down and she hits each one. And then- <laughs> Yeah. But it was hanging. It was like a xylophone, but it was lightweight. And then she would kind of like um, sway it towards us and it would throw the sound. I just have never, I've never seen it before, but yeah, I got woken up and I woke him up too. I was like, I poked him cause he snoozed. He, it was deep. Sure. So it's kind of neat. My first time doing it, the instructor kind of did a debrief with us and asked questions what did you see what did you hear what did you feel did you experience colors and this time it was so interesting because i closed my eyes and i had like all these racing thoughts and then they kind of just go away and i had seen like a green square after that i was out and then which
1: <laughs> touched on that
0: right we did touch on that but When I decided to stay awake and listen, thank you for waking me, I saw more green. They were like the plus sign, but the arms were all really short. Anyways, I saw like three or four of them. And so you can go online and take a look at like what all the colors mean that you see. And so, yes, green was my color today in sound bath. Did you see any colors? No. No. Did you find it hard to relax?
1: I found it super hard to relax. Why? Uh, because I had this person snoring next to me that caused me to keep...
0: You were concerned for everybody else so you wouldn't lay down and go sleep? Well, the next time I won't go.
1: Oh, stop.
0: You'll go in there. And there was no. other men who were there doing sound bath today, which was nice. Um, you weren't the only guy. My sister and brother all say, did. We... They went
1: we tricked your brother-in-law into coming as well. So
0: it wasn't a trick. He wanted to go. Yeah. Maybe it was more of tricking
1: you or can, no, I, I, for me, it was, it was difficult to, uh, relax. It was probably a half hour into it before I finally felt truly relaxed. And then the freak and it's as much, the, the experience is, is, um, you know, we're, it's sound, but it's as much about frequency as it is anything. Yes. And the different frequencies are supposed to have, you know, healing and calming, um, you know, characteristics to them. But I felt like the, the frequencies changed. The first half was very calming. And I felt like the second half was actually kind oh. of energizing. And so,
0: and I don't think that's wrong. They would say that that's normal, that everyone would receive it differently.
1: But after about 40 minutes of it, I felt relaxed, uh, but I felt energized to the point where I couldn't lay down anymore. Um, I had to sit up. And so, yeah, so it, it was less at that point about. Um,
0: laying down and snoring. Right. I needed I, a was, nap too. It was too. very
1: peaceful though. I would, I would highly recommend I would do it again. I would definitely do it again. It was a very calming. Um, when we left there, I said to Danielle that it would be awesome to do this right before vacation. Yeah, because I, I, you know, I don't know how others feel, but I, every time we go on vacation, it takes me two or three days to feel like I'm finally on vacation. And then it's time to start thinking about coming home. So right then you get a day or two of of actually feeling like you're on vacation. And I feel like when I walked out of there today, I felt so calm and relaxed that it would be a great way to start a vacation.
0: It would maybe I could be, maybe I could learn how to do sound bath. And then I could do it for you before vacation. That'd
1: be amazing. (laughs) You wouldn't have to go to it. We've got about $5,000 worth of instruments coming to the
0: house. (laughs) Amazon. I'm going to be shopping for you. Yes, vacation is coming up. So, yes, we got DC this month. I've got California next month for work. And then we get to go on our family vacation. So,
1: you're a world traveler. Go from stay at home mom to still in the country. I'm still going to pack the boots. Yeah.
0: I have a thing. What's that the thing? My thing is is that I'm not going to do whatever like I'm not a chameleon. I'm not going to dress a certain way because I think people in DC dress a certain way or I think they do. Well, whatever, but Country Mouse is coming to DC. Get ready. And I'm going to stand out. So I will be wearing or shoehorning all of my stuff. Oh, I got to get everything in one bag. That's not too heavy.
1: What's the weight limit? 75 pounds.
0: Friends, I plan on taking in my suitcase, my quilt, which you know how much that's going to take up in a suitcase. I'm also planning to take my electric teapot and the French press and some coffee. I don't want to have to. You've
1: been spoiled.
0: Yeah, you usually get my coffee in a hotel, and then I don't have—I don't use the little thing in the hotel. I'm sorry, friends, if you look inside there.
1: Don't just don't.
0: Don't pack your own or go out. Whatever. I just—I want to wake up and be able to just hit the button. So I really hope I can find an outlet that will accept the teapot. I assume the microwave. Oh, microwave. The microwave. Yeah. So I've got to get all that in, and then pack some clothes. So Aaron was a little concerned when I said I was taking boots that with the teapot the french press which i pray doesn't break and the quill it's kind of like well, where are your boot's gonna go and then of course the necessity so i'm going to try and figure out packing I haven't gotten that far and i need to hurry up and do it
1: um so you leave in 48 hours i know I and i
0: and i gotta work and then i'm gonna leave work and go straight to the airport and i'm gonna figure it out so i'm mm-hmm. gonna figure it out um so I'll give an update probably in a couple of weeks on how DC was, maybe Aaron will come back and join me, but friends, I want to share with you that next week, Brittany Ford is joining me on the podcast. Brittany's been on the podcast before she, you might know her as mountain girl makes it on Instagram and Facebook, and she's a homesteader. She had, you know, found herself living in an apartment and she was inspired by someone who was spinning wool on an account that she was following and she said that's really awesome I want that life I want sheep and so she started on this adventure she now lives in the mountains they have I believe 17 acres and they've got an old house they're restoring they've got chickens but she's not the kind that makes everything look Like she's real about it. She can, she, she tells you about mistakes. She, she's just Brittany who is chasing a dream. And that's what we're going to talk about is having a dream, how to not lose that drive that you have for it. Talking, we're going to talk about hard work and, um, yeah, just kind of finding that pursuit of happiness and knowing that it's going to evolve and change. It was a really fun conversation that I had with her. And, Erin, you had listened to her podcast that she did the first time and you wanted to hear more from her. I did. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I enjoyed the conversation that you guys had.
0: Yeah. She's, um, she's very relatable. And whether you're a homesteader or not, she's just someone kind of neat to learn from. And she's got quite a following on social media. And I think a lot of people are enjoying just kind of getting to see that lifestyle, whether it's for you or not. Um, But yeah, she's on the podcast next week. So make sure that you have subscribed and um, I appreciate y'all joining us here and kind of for this random conversation that we had, but what would you say the takeaway is this week kind of stepping in? I hope listeners that you will step into, you know, something new. Or when you're forced kind of into something new, whether it's someone scheduling you an appointment for sound bath, or when you're going somewhere like country mouse is going into the city, um, that even when we're not in our twenties anymore, and it, it makes us kind of have a little bit more reservation because we're older now, a little more set in our ways. Um, it's not as comfortable Maybe spending time this week, getting out of your comfort zone and being more open. So I will charge you with that.
1: I think it's a good challenge. Do something uncomfortable this week.
0: I, and it can be anything. It can be small. This doesn't have to be going to sound bath or or going out of state. What you should do. No, there's a lot of things that can be uncomfortable. Yes. Absolutely. So uh, friends, thanks again for joining us. And I will see you back here on the front porch next week. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you will rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast and share with those you know. If you'd like to see more of what life is like out here in the middle, you can find me on Instagram at Farmhouse Storyteller or head to my website, farmhousestoryteller.com.